for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. This is Monday, October 11th, one week ahead of the National MBA Conference. Talk about that in just a minute. We're so excited to have you listening to the podcast on the downloaded basis, listening live, however you are doing it. Appreciate it very much. Again, we create this podcast for mortgage professionals, and we do it as mortgage professionals. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information and do so in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And our downloads are going up. I think I mentioned on the other week that we have had a 400% increase on downloads. So something's going on. We're appreciating it. So tell others about it. It's a great way to get information, especially for new people coming into the industry, wanting to kind of get their head wrapped around what's going on in the industry, and then they can go back in time and listen to the podcast. I'll never forget the time where I was at uh, Thomson Reuters in New York. This guy walked up to me and says, I've been listening to your podcast. And he walked up to me and says, I'm head of everything electronic here. And he says, someone suggests I start listening to your podcast. He says, I started listening to the most recent, and I had an hour train ride into the city and an hour train ride out of the city. And I listened to your podcast for one hour coming into work, and going home from work, and I'm two and a half years into the podcast, you have helped me learn the mortgage industry. So, folks, I say that for you to realize this is a valuable tool that you can use to get an update of what's going on in the industry. We appreciate it. Thank you so much because it's obviously happening because our listenership is way up. Also, our listenership is up because of the industry syndicate. We're a part of that. We get our podcast promoted on that as well as other channels. We want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with Finastra, which is the next sponsor I want to say thank you to. I'm doing a webinar for Finastra, and we're doing it to the American Bankers Association ABA webinar tomorrow, talking about leadership in the mortgage banking space, especially in the regulated world. For those of you that want to tune in, be sure to request or sign up for the webinar by going to the Finastra website. Also, I want to say thank you to Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops do a great job of helping you get to be up close and personal with other vendors. It doesn't replace the MBA, as I always say, but it does allow you to get into a setting where you're able to talk one-on-one with your peers a little bit more practically. And so I encourage you to check it out. Of course, Pete Mills does a great job for the independent mortgage bankers, bringing them all together. And that's thanks to Bill Cosgrove, who started that when he was president of the NBA. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, grateful for their support, as well as Incelerate. Josh Friend at Incelerate does have one of the coolest technologies out there for helping with engagement with the borrowers. It doesn't have to be just a consumer direct. It's anytime you're connecting with a borrower or leads that you've had, systems in there. I've got to put in a, in a plug for Sales Boomerang right now, because when you combine Sales Boomerang with Incelerate, it's really a powerful tool in helping you connect with people. Also, if you're looking out to train people, check out Knowledge Coop. Ken Perry's got a great product there and helping you teach. It's called the Learning Management System. Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, does a good job. It does Modex for creating data, giving you data on what's actually being funded by whom, whether it be realtors or builders or mortgage loan originators. Great tool. Also, to our friends at SnapDocs, so great to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. Amy Moses and the team there at SnapDocs 
got a great vision. I got to tell you, I'm really am impressed with the vision that they have. And it's one of those companies you got to go get to know them because the name does not describe all that they do. And so they're going to be leaders, and they are leaders, fast becoming even greater leaders in the e-mortgage space. So check it out. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Rob, Brandon Rapports, Les Parker, Alice Alvey, Alan, as Matt, and Jack for their contributions to the show each and every week. Well, let's get over to Rob Van Rapports with this week's weekly mortgage minute update. Rob? I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Yesterday, MBA released its latest forbearance and call volume survey. It revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance has decreased to 2.62% with an estimated 1.3 million homeowners in forbearance plans. Clearly, things are headed in the right direction. And beginning this Saturday, October 16th, and running through Wednesday, October 20th, MBA will be holding its annual convention in person in San Diego, California. Speakers will include HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge, FHFA Director Sandra Thompson, and the CEOs of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. To register, please visit mba.org conferences. That's it for this week. We'll see you later. All right. I'll be there interviewing and meeting a lot of people. Uh, looking forward to that. So anyway, great job, MBA. Thanks, Rob Van Raphorst, for taking the time to do it. It'll be fun to see you, Rob, in San Diego. Now, you do need to get tested to be compliant with the conference. You need to get COVID testing 72 hours before that. I just scheduled my COVID test here at the local drugstore. Get that certificate, go to the conference, pick up my badge, and then I'll be able to participate in. Uh, supposedly, there are no masks required. We'll see what the update is. A lot of people are pushing back on this COVID testing. The MBA is just doing their job to make sure we're all safe at this conference. So I don't like the test. I don't like doing any of that stuff, but got to do it. So I want to see everybody. We're going to be there fully tested and compliant and excited to be a part of the conference. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and a macro view of the markets. Let's see what Les and Gary Kenterbone have cooked up for a music parody and how Les ties it all together. Okay, TM let's... Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. If bonds could escape, they would. But first of all, let their say they must apologize for acting stank and selling off this way. The anticipated avalanche of debt gives little hope for bonds to escape, except for the big problems in Europe and China. When the U.S. economy has a supply problem, why would U.S. leadership address demand? Think affordable housing. It needs no more demand, but it needs lots more supply. Yet government policy seeks subsidies that increase demand. Come on, man! Last week, the odds grew for a mega budget, which does little to address energy supply. Maybe the rise in rates, energy costs, and bottlenecks will get Congress to act on supply issues. Come on, Joe. Now, wouldn't that be sweet? These views are my own. Find Sweet Escape at tmspotlight.com. Good job, Les Parker. Appreciate it. Do you and Gary do a great job of putting that spot together? Check out TM Spotlight newsletter. You can subscribe to it for free, and you get the paid version by just putting in the word power or power seller. Put that in there, and we appreciate Les and our partnership with them and our friendship. Of course, Les and I work together. We do a lot together on the TMS Transformation Mortgage Solutions Business Consulting. So thanks. Appreciate it, Les. 
for doing that. Okay, normally we'd be running over to Matt Graham right now. Does not look like he's standing in. He's got time to stand in a recording. Markets kind of fell apart, especially when you look at the jobs claims and the non-farm payroll numbers. We anticipated. Like, I was reading a bunch of articles talking about flying home yesterday. What a fiasco that was. But what we're looking at, where the job numbers came in unexpectedly low, surprisingly low, and which normally would cause set off a bond rally. That did not happen. And so we're all kind of scratching our heads and seeing what's going on. There is an article that Matt posted on the bond market and encourage you to head out to mbslive.com, read all this, take a look at what's going on. Again, looking at where the 10-year treasury is trading right at the moment at 1.612. And so that's a steady increase up since uh, craziness happened. I mean, what's going on? Why, Why did that happen? I just... Sometimes we're disconnected. We're going to get Mike Frantotti on here to try to explain some of it. I'm also going to try to get Les Parker on to give us some information on this. So anyway, check out mbslive.net. We are very grateful to have the partnership with Matt. He comes on and gives us all this great information. And if you go in and sign up for mbslive.net, if you put in the code LOL for the podcast, look at Unlending, you'll get an extended no credit card trial period. So I encourage you to do so. Not sure what happened to Matt today, but he is not joining us. I suspect it is because all that is going on in the markets. So let's get over to Alice Alvey. Alice is here. She's dialed in as she is faithfully for the last 13 years, almost always. And it's so good to have you here, Alice. Alice is CMB Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage. And she's one of the reasons they are being so successful, growing and educating everybody. Alice, good to have you here. What do you have for this week's legislative update? Well, hi, Dave. Yes, the markets are closed, and so is Union Home. But I thought, you know what? That makes it a great day to sit outside and report on the legislative update from my patio. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day today like we are here in Northeast Ohio. It's crazy. It doesn't even feel like fall. Uh, So for my update, I thought I'd give a quick focus, actually, on FHA. We are waiting still, it looks like, for confirmation of Julia Gordon as the FHA commissioner. Related to that, we now have Elena McCargo is actually now the first nominee to be president of Jenny May. We have been missing a president of Jenny May for a while, and it looks like that confirmation has a lot of people excited that she actually may get approved also. And I think from an FHA standpoint, also, I'd like to give a shout out to an article I read in Inside Mortgage Finance. I love that publication. I've Mm -hmm. read it for many, many years since I was brand new in the mortgage industry. And they actually reported back on October 1st that there are some analysts estimating that there could be a drop in the FHA mortgage insurance premiums in 2022. So the reports due out, as we all know, and we usually have a show where I'll, I'll give an update on how that actuarial report comes out, fund is expected to be very healthy. And so that usually prompts industry insiders and FHA to take a look at, could we drop the premiums? Things on the table, one of the big ones is the fact that that monthly premium is life of loan for most loans. And that is a real game changer for many home buyers when you're comparing the cost of the financing of MIP to PMI. And there's been a lot of debate on this lately with DU's new average credit score. Mm-hmm. So Fannie Mae instituted about a month ago now that their system is going to be making loan decisions on average credit scores, but pricing is still going to be based on the low middle score. And I guess I should clarify, average middle score. 
versus pricing will still be the low middle score. So few borrowers will make it in who might not otherwise have made it in, but their price is going to be really high. And we're encouraging loan officers to still make that comparison, even though you might be sitting with the approved eligible. And we know that sellers very often are not happy with seeing an FHA on a purchase agreement, which is a total misunderstanding of that FHA product today. And really, they want so much to see that it's a conventional loan on a purchase agreement that you have to be careful that we're not causing a fair lending problem with putting a customer in a more expensive product just because they want that word conventional to get the house in the first place. It's a real conundrum in the market today as this product is starting to see a few borrowers with lower credit scores who might be great FHA borrowers, but because they're so desperate to get in that house after a dozen offers, hopefully the loan officers are doing the right thing and doing the right comparison for what finance makes the most sense for the borrower and comparing those premiums. They're not all bad. It's not always best to flip it to FHA. We just think it's hugely important to get the word out that loan officers have to do that comparison and do the right thing, regardless of the eligible. So I think that's my words of wisdom today. Alice, I was up in, uh, we flew into Ohio, into Cincinnati and uh, Thursday, and then we went to the Ark Encounter and then the Creation Museum. Really great places to go and really interesting information. That Ark is huge. It is amazing. But anyway, flying home, Sunday morning, caught a 7.30 flight out, flying southwest, flying home, Alice. Get to the airport and they say, I'm sorry, but your flight has been canceled. And you go, okay, so like canceled and there's like, Southwest has got like gazillions of flights going out of everywhere. So I said, no problem. We'll get on the next one. They go, no, I'm sorry. All flights have been canceled. I mean, all flights like in system wide, they go, yep, that is correct. We don't know when we're going to be able to reschedule. At this point, we think we might get you home on Tuesday. You may want to consider another airline flying home. And I look at my wife and I go, now this is certainly strange. So of course we went and got American flight and flew home, got a nonstop, got home in the evening, but we sat and uh, went over to Delta Club. Anyway, we're sitting there and we spent like nine hours in the Delta Club. That was a long time, Alice. But we, we sat there and started reading the articles and it's so many people, pilots. Now there's, they're giving out, they said it was weather. Then they said it was the ATC problem with ATC or the American air traffic controllers. And they said, then it came back, the reports started coming in. No, that isn't at all the case. The weather wasn't bad in Florida. And the FAA came out and said, we are not having any issues. So it left it to speculation. Finally, there was a Bloomberg article that came out that said so many pilots are protesting getting the vaccination for COVID that they're staying home in droves because the mandate, if you don't get vaccinated, you get fired. So everyone's taking vacation time is what we're hearing. And other airlines are going to be doing the same thing. They're checking in and saying, we're not going to get the vaccination where I don't judge anyone who has or speak in just for me. It's a personal choice. I don't want to be forced to do it. And I know it's going to cost my job. So they're taking vacation time. Now I think about the NBA conference that's coming up. So anyway, we got home, but it was nine hours later before we got home uh, later that we were supposed to have. And it was delayed. And then we start looking at all the flights. I went on the Southwest app this morning to look at what flights there are still flying out of Austin. You can't go anywhere today. Tomorrow, there was one flight to San Diego. On Wednesday, it showed more flights. By Thursday, it opens up. Well, I've got a flight on Friday because I want to go in for the Empire event that Marsh is putting on. And it's so much fun to have had interviewed so many from Union Home at those previous conferences at the Empire events. 
Alice, you and I have done that, and I appreciate that. Uh-huh. But I'm really wondering, how is this going to impact the conference? If people are saying, I don't want to be at risk of being stranded in a city. Now, San Diego, there's certainly a lot of worse places to get stranded in San Diego, but the cost is really interesting. So it's just really interesting, Alice. We were really concerned. Are we going to make it home? And what does this impact? And so I think a lot of people are looking at this and going, is this the time to be traveling? We'll see how it goes. At this point, planning to go to the conference. If I have to, then I'll buy a ticket to go another airline. But then you look at what's the chances of getting home if this starts snowballing. So interesting times. Well, sorry you got stuck. That sounds crazy. So you were part of the news headlines about we Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is just so unusual. So everyone's trying to find out what's going on. Think about the the kids that are traveling. Parents are divorced, live in different cities, and they're on their way home. And then their flight gets canceled, and they're stuck in a strange city. I mean, the scenarios that were being talked about were just horrific. My wife and I are traveling the other. We figure, worst case, we'll rent a car and drive home. But that's not possible for some. So anyway, real interesting circumstances we were involved in this weekend, Alice. So there you go. Travel update. Well, glad you made it home safely. Hope you make it to the conference. Everybody I know will look forward to seeing you there. I do. I do. I'm looking forward to it. Sorry, you're not going to be there this year. I understand many are not going this year, but those that are, we're going to be a real. No, we're not going to make it. Nope. Sorry about that, Alice. We always have such a great dinner, and it's always fun to have you get involved uh, in some of the interviews we're able to do at the Empire event. And so, but talk about Empire, Alice, just for a minute, because Alan Pollock has taken the day off, Columbus Day off. But the importance of Empower and what it has done in recognizing women and why this is such an important thing. I know this is on the spot, but you do so well on the spot. But talk about Empower and the impact it's having there at Union Home. Well, I think Empower is really a wonderful way for women to get to know each other and learn about the support that we have in the industry. Empower is many things, and Marsha's done a terrific job in getting it built to where it's really a nationally recognized resource for women that helps us be connected. There aren't as many women as there are men in the industry, and it is incredibly inspiring for the younger generation of women to see the successful CEOs, women who run mortgage companies, who lead various divisions within mortgage companies, and get connected with them. And I think that's really one of the most valuable things that Empower brings because it helps everyone grow. It helps people connect with individuals who can be coaches and mentors for them. So I encourage companies to send their partners to the event. It really is extremely valuable, motivational, and will bring lots of value back to your company. It really is one part of building a a strong diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging environment at your company. Yeah, so true. One of the friendships that's come out of that is Bronwyn Morrissey, who I met at an Empire event. She's become a really dear friend as well. And I look at her stories and what she's doing to help empower women in the marketplace. And we need that. We are all for that, especially having two daughters on board. We got one in the mortgage industry. We'll see if the other one ever makes her way into it. It's good to have at least one converted in, and we're grateful for Empire. So we're there for Empire. If you're going to be out there, try to come in Friday so you can be a part of the event on Saturday. Look forward to seeing everyone there. Alice, thanks so much for being here. Well, because of the holiday, we're going to wrap this first part of the podcast up. Again, this ends the weekly update of what's going on in the market, what we're seeing in the news. Great having you here as listeners. Everyone wants to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Lenders One, Accelerate Mobility, MMI, as well as Modix and the MBA. We're going to be all at the conference. Looking forward to seeing you in San Diego. 
So when we get all the planes, trains, and automobiles going the right direction of working, we'll be there. Also, Knowledge Coop, Mortgage Collaborative, of course, Docs. Very excited about their sponsorship and a partnership with them. Appreciate you all. Have a great week and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.